Hey, do you want to be the antidote to all the doom and gloom? Join me as I come from my slice of life to help bring more joy into yours. This is the My Slice of Life podcast. Ho, 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 my little joy bunnies. Are you prepared for Christmas? That's what we're going to be doing this week. We are putting the joy back into being prepared for Christmas. When I first sat down to think, okay, what is it we need to really think about here? The first thing, and I think the biggest thing, sadly, is actually budget. How much we're going to be spending. And that shouldn't be the thing that we focus on at Christmas time, but that's kind of what it's become. For a lot of us, we want to focus on what Christmas actually means instead of it just becoming this money, money, money holiday that it has become. But... We have to be realistic. We will need to work out a budget. It's going to be a major factor of what we do for Christmas. So let's get started with that. First things first, how many people are you going to buy for? And do you buy for your pets? Do you buy for other people's pets? We do. We do buy for Scooby, of course. And Santa comes to him as well. He gets very excited about his presence at Christmas. In fact, there's a little video of him on the YouTube channel opening up his presents. I'll put up more this year because I'm sure he's going to get loads and loads of presents. And we do actually buy for other people's dogs. Our neighbours next door have got lovely big lurchers, so we buy for them too. But we don't buy for many people, so we're kind of lucky that way. But what about you? How many are you buying for? And do you have a set amount each gift? You know, like, is it going to be £10 here or... 15 even dollars I don't know what that's going to work out as but work out how much you want to spend on each person and that's all going to depend on how much you have so work out for yourself how much you're going to spend how many people you're buying for so then you'll know how much you can really afford to spend on everybody and you know let's let's be realistic some people you're going to spend more money on than others that's just the way it is Another thing, and I am recording this in November, but how early can you start buying gifts? I was speaking to somebody the other day and she finished all her shopping like three weeks ago. She can't be bothered with it. The shops get crazy, crazy busy. It's not fun. I don't know if she did it online or not. That is another option. But even if you get one or two gifts a week can you get one a week even and and then you've got a whole month before Christmas and there's four good presents done that helps you spread the cost let's face it the last minute shopping that's expensive who needs to do that I can't stand that I try to get organized beforehand and as well as all the gifts and all that kind of stuff do you have enough cards and wrapping paper and tags if you don't this year and you have to go and buy some fine but remember after Christmas, certainly here they do this after Christmas, around January, the big stores sell off all the wrapping paper and their gift tags and all that kind of stuff that they had this year. They sell it off. You can buy your Christmas cards. You can buy. It sounds cheap. It's cheaper. It's a great option. They're not going to remember what tag you had on last year. The neighbour, you know, three streets away, they're not going to know what card you sent them last year. It doesn't matter. So stock up when the sales are on. Now, one I've been hearing more and more about, does your family have any traditions? Like, I know people have these Christmas Eve boxes. Have you done that? It's like where they get this box and there's a movie in it and pyjamas, new pyjamas and 
you know, the idea being you open the box, you get on your new jammies, you get all cosy and you watch the movie. I don't know where this sprung from. I knew people who had started doing that. To me, it seemed like just another present that you've got to buy when you're going to see them the next day and give them a present. That's not something we do. We like, we do have movie times. We do watch a lot of Christmas movies in the run-up to Christmas. In fact, we've started already. But do you have any? Do you do the big thing on Christmas Eve? Do you get the family together for a pyjama party and watch movies? Or do you do stories? Do you read books? If you don't do anything, maybe this year you could start. Maybe this could be the year to say, right, we're going to try something a little bit different. Here's what we're going to do this year. Just a thought, just a little thought. I know there are the old traditions that people have maybe, you know, people have done for years and years, but an actual family tradition that's just for you and yours could be a good idea. What do you think? Now, of course, when it comes to the big day itself, do you have people coming to you this year or are you going to go to somebody else's house for Christmas Day or is it just going to be yourself or with us? It's just the three of us and Scooby. So, you know, technically the four of us. And that's how it's been for years. And that's fine. We're happy with that. But whatever your situation is, you're going to have to think, especially if you're cooking, what's the menu going to be for that day? That takes a lot of preparation. If people are coming to you, could you split the meal? If this isn't something you normally do, so could you say to, you know, one group, you bring the starters. This next group, you bring the dessert. I'll do the main, you know, if you're having turkey and that kind of thing, I'll do that. So and so, you can bring the veg and, you know, each of you bring a bottle of wine or whatever drinks, you know, that kind of thing. So it's all shared and it's it's kind of a, a bit more of a surprise then as well. And it's more of an opportunity to make it feel like another gift is coming and some of the pressure has been taken off you. But likewise, if you're going to somebody else's house, suggest that, you know, I'll bring the pudding this time so you don't have to do everything. These kind of things. And of course, once all the food has been dealt with, you're going to have to decide who's doing the washing up. If you have got a dishwasher, God love you. If you don't, I think getting that planned out beforehand, like if you're going to somebody else's house, be the person who says, I'll clean up. You know, if one person volunteers, it's a there's a good chance somebody else is going to say, I'll come and give you a hand. Don't leave it all to the one person. It's horrible. Don't do that. But have a wee think. If people are coming to you, get a wee plan. You know me, get a plan put in place before they turn up. And if you are going to somebody else's, then be the person who volunteers. If, like us, there's nobody coming to your house, you've got it easy. It's really strange. I ask every year. I say, right guys, what do you want for Christmas? Because I like to get prepared. I usually have a drawer in the freezer that I have emptied ahead of time. I've just defrosted the freezer, which is another job I do in preparation for Christmas. So there's another little tip. Clean out your freezer, get it defrosted, try and get one drawer empty. And then, you know, like the wee party foods that the shops sell at this time of year, I try and get a couple of them and start, you know, stacking up. Christmas Eve, I often will just do party food platter. I just have it out on the table and everybody helps themselves. And that's actually become kind of a tradition. I hadn't really thought of it literally, but it has. It's become kind of a tradition. It's just a party food platter, help yourself. 
So yeah, defrosting the freezers really, really helpful. And again, you know what you've got, you know what you can get in, and you know when you see something, yeah, I've got space to put that. So there's nothing worse than buying stuff when you get home and you're trying to rearrange everything and it's just a nightmare. So get that done as well. But yeah, when I ask my lot, what do you want for Christmas Day? Because I like a real good traditional, you know, turkey dinner with the potatoes and all the veg and the stuffing. I love that. Dearest son will usually say something along the lines of, I'll just have tuna and pasta, please, mum. He can't stand the whole turkey thing. And husband, with his health conditions, his eating is really off, so he's not that fussed either. So I usually get something for everybody. A bit of this and a bit of that, and that takes care of it. But again, just that little conversation around now, by the middle of November, I'll have that conversation so that I can get organised. Now, on the day itself, I just want to put this wee bit in here because if you're like us, we watch a lot of Christmas movies, but we don't expect the day to be like it is in a Christmas movie. And I think a lot of people put so much pressure on themselves and the family to make it perfect. Listen, it's never going to be perfect. Nobody has a perfect Christmas day. They don't exist. But you can have a good day. You can have a great day. Whatever can you make the most of it and you enjoy it. And just remember, it's one day. I know people have different views and things, you know, if you do Advent and all that kind of thing, great. But the actual Christmas day is one day and people put so much pressure on getting that one day perfect. It's not going to happen. So don't try and make it happen. Just take it as it comes and enjoy it. And make sure you have somewhere to go for a breather if it all gets a little too much. Can you even take 15 minutes to go and lie in your bed listening to relaxing music? Can you get a bubble bath? Can you go for a wee walk outside around the block? Can you hide in the bathroom if that's what you need to do? But if things get too much, just find a little corner, somewhere we can go and do whatever it is you need to do to get you back in a little zen zone. That's it, that, that would help. So think now, if, you know, Auntie Kath gets too much, what am I going to do? So you, you know if somebody kicks off, you're just going to remove yourself. You don't need to take that. You don't need to see that. Some people are difficult. So have a plan in place now and that'll make things run a little easier for you as well. And that brings me to something that I just want to touch on because, let's face it, not everybody does look forward to Christmas. For some people, it's an awful time of year, especially if people have been bereaved early in the year, um, and this could be the first Christmas without that person being there. It's not a great time of year for everybody when they see everybody else in their mind having the movie Christmas, and they're sitting miserable and bereaved and upset because, you know, it could be their first Christmas without somebody there, and that's painful. And I think seeing everybody else looking so happy makes it so obvious there's a gap there. Somebody is missing. Now, if that's you and your family, I'm going to just say to you, is there something you can do this year to make, to make it not so obvious that somebody is missing? So, for example, if you normally do the whole everybody comes round to somebody's house, you know, whatever, and you do the big Christmas traditional dinner, this year, 
could you get all the family and go out for a Chinese meal? Just something a little different. Yes, it's going to be painful. And yes, it will be different. But it doesn't need to stop you having a good day. You don't have to wallow in grief because the person's not there. If that's not for you, would you consider helping out a charity like the Salvation Army or a homeless shelter or something like that? Do you know someone down the street who's on their own? Could you invite them over for Christmas? You know, these kind of things. And what I'm thinking here is that being with other people who need you, it can help you, one, realise the positives in your own situation and stop you focusing on your own grief. On the other hand, maybe you know someone who's in this situation and maybe it's their first Christmas without that special somebody. So for them, they're going to have the gap. Could you invite them over? Is there something you can do to help them this year get over that and help them have? Maybe it wouldn't be the best Christmas they've ever had, but maybe it could be more enjoyable than they're thinking it's going to be. Does that make sense? Do you know, do you know what I mean? But on the whole, whatever it is you do this year, whatever plans you are making, like I said earlier, don't put too much pressure on yourself to make it perfect. It's not going to be. Try, try this year and be a bit more relaxed about it. No, things will not go to plan. Know that there's going to be at least one issue arise that nobody else prepared for but when it happens you'll go yeah I was expecting something like this take it in your stride put that smile on your face and have a very merry Christmas so that's it for this week I thought it might be helpful just to have a little reminder now about how we can get organized for Christmas take some of that stress off make it a little easier on ourselves and those around us because let's face it we can all become very, very aggravated when we're trying to do last minute Christmas shopping. I hope there are some ideas there for you to take away this week. So this has been the last episode of season two where we have been putting the joy back into being prepared. If you have followed this season, I would like to say thank you very much. I realise the quality of the audio isn't great. I am trying to make improvements. I'm trying to get a new microphone for a start. If you've been here since the very beginning, um, you'll know I bought this kind of, kind of on a whim. I, I don't know. I just decided to do it, do a podcast. I pl- bought this on, I bought this my birthday in May, plugged it in, started talking. So I'm trying to improve things. If you haven't heard the first season, now's a good time to go and check out all those things you've missed. Don't forget to follow the podcast. There is a bonus episode coming next week. It will not be a gap of nothing. There is something there for you to tune into. Check out the links below. If you do go along to Patreon or the Buy Me A Coffee and become a little joy bunny there, you will get the PDF that goes along with season two and covers every episode and all the topics and things that I've been discussing. Season three is just around the corner, but if you'd like to get in touch before then, it's contact at myslaceoflife.co.uk. And until next time, my little joy bunnies, you take care of your wee self.